I, it's good to know who the eugenists are in your circle of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, I wouldn't have you breed with anyone. Like, uh, like I'm the so opposite many... of a eugenist. I want everyone to come together in one mind, and that way... Um, we'll... That was a pun, wasn't it? Everyone coming together. Um, <laughs> was but, uh... a pun, you dirty Bo, bird? you dirty bastard. Um... Yeah, Bo, you sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Welcome to the Good Bad Bullshit Podcast. My name is Crofton Steers. I am your host with the most. I am the ice cream of this podcast, if you will. With me, as always, my two co-hosts. I'm talking about the broccoli of this podcast, Mike Hodgins. Mike, welcome. Mm, broccoli, eh? It's like good for you, but has a small amount of arsenic in it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, the Doritos Nachos Extreme of this podcast, I'm talking about Bo Schwartz. Welcome, Bo. Yeah, you forgot to include the Mountain Dew Code Red on the side. Mountain Dew flavor, Mountain Dew Code Red. (laughs) How is everyone doing today? I'm doing great. I think those, I'm doing well, and I think that those comparisons are, are somewhat apt. Mike, you know. We talked recently about food and, and convenience foods, and he was like, I, you know, just give me the nutrients that I need to survive. Bo is like, it's all about the disgusting artificial flavor journey, and I'm about sweets. Hang on. What are you again? Sweets. Ice cream. He was ice cream. Oh, he's ice cream? Yeah, but also during that episode, I talked about how much convenience foods I've consumed. A lot of them. My grocery yeah, shopping looks used to be like, like he's a broadcasting box of 20 from pogos. the inside of an ice cream barrel. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is Crofton Steers live <laughs> from so. an ice cream container. <laughs> if I eat my way out, uh, that's the only way out of here. Yeah, it's uh, you have noticed my background. It is a little unusual. I'm trying something a bit different this week. <laughs> we will never speak of it again. Okay, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, um, check out the video on our YouTube, YouTube.com/slash GoodBadBull, if you want to see what. Uh foolishness he's up to um yes did you have any anyone have any news anything they want to share with their fine listeners before we get into the topic proper any any big announcements i mean you you guys hear about kofifi well wait is is this the thing that you guys are participating in what kofifi this is the trump's typo that everyone's making a big deal yeah how how does this fit do you guys do you guys find this because I got to admit, I kind of enjoyed it, but also felt like the man made a typo. Like, we're not going to get him out or influence anything by harping on someone's typo, even if you feel vindicated. Yeah, but, like, people right. love shitting on other people's typos. And, and it's like, and everyone loves shitting on Trump, unless you're a Trump supporter, of course. Really, So it's like, they're going to jump on that, of course. Makes sense. But see, I, it's funny, because, like, as a bit of an English snob... <laughs> Um, the typo stuff doesn't necessarily bother me, but every once in a while he'll put out a tweet where he's clearly made a mistake and, and that he thinks that that is the correct way. Like he'll use the wrong two, like two with one O or two with, instead of two with two O's or whatever. And, um, 
and that really grinds my gears but like just you know a typo like this and then the next day he cancels like he just canceled the paris climate accord or withdrew from the paris climate accord so like people make these big kerfuffles about his little fuck-ups and then meanwhile he has these giant dramatic policy shifts that i think i wish people would pay more attention to i guess but well that was one of his promises you know he's just being truthful yeah. What he said he was going to do, help fuck the world over. I wonder if he'll manage to destroy the world before we get to episode 300. Uh, I think actually the world's pretty robust. It, 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 like, Don't get me wrong, he'll destroy it, but it's going to take a while. Like, it's <laughs> well, going to be a grinding, okay. terrible, long decline. And like, I, He's I, just setting the seeds of the destruction. It can't happen in like one term of presidency. And it's funny because, you know, I myself tried to start Trump impeachment watch last episode and uh, we were on the second episode, still not impeached uh, since since that time. And I must say, it's still my bet. If I was a gambling man, I would go impeach before world destruction, probably. But it's pretty much one or the other. The thing is, is it is it world destruction via climate change is going to take like, you know, 100 years. Not but, if Trump it, does it. Well, no, but it's more. He well, does it best, Mike. Yeah, he does do it best. Maybe he'll bring us up to 70 years. The point being, he just is setting the stage for it where everyone else is like, you idiots. We see what's coming down the road. He's like, no, no job is job killing. And it's like, yes, but when the climate's ruined, it's human killing, which is worse, human killing or job killing. If you're if you're a conservative person, it's job killing. Hmm. It goes jobs, human life, and then, I don't know, abortion, I guess, is their next biggest thing. <laughs> So human life is yeah, that's important human life, but not the climate. Jobs change are life. the most important. The economy is the most important thing. So now that we've lost like I'd say thirty five percent of our listener base. No, fifty this, sixty at this point. For this episode. Shall we go into a random topic and be as controversial? Uh we can, but that's up to uh Mike. Um Mike, are you ready to uh Yeah, I'm ready. And I don't think I said anything controversial to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's all right. Do it. Let's let's get going. All right. It's time to start the show. <laughs> ah. Ah. IKEA. Okay. Wait. The brand IKEA. Is is there any other way to hear IKEA? Tell me another. <laughs> when, when I said IKEA, what did you think of something well, that wasn't all right, hang IKEA? On. Like what else could it be? Let, let's let's back it up a little bit. Let's back it up. We don't often get like brand or proper name topics. We often get generic topics that are you know like like words or ideas or concepts. So this is interesting. When was the? But there's was nothing the, else like IKEA. It's the only okay. thing like IKEA. I, I'm, I, I agree, and this isn't a negative thing. It's just I'm noticing that this is a subject that is a branded thing, and um, so what was the last one we did? Like Star Trek or World of Warcraft? Like it's been a good long while since we took an entity and and decided to give a verdict on it. It's a notable event today. It's a special episode. Yeah, and like no hard. I, I think that's testament to the vastness in, of ikea both physically uh <laughs> I, I i always get lost in it or 
or in terms of like social and societal impact, people know what IKEA is, and it's not like Coke or Pepsi that are also huge brands that have tremendous societal impact. It, there's nothing really like quite like IKEA. Like there's no chain, at least in Canada, um, that offers that has this same business model. That's not to say that. IKEA is the only place where you can, you know, buy a couch or something. Um, you can you can buy a lot of what's in IKEA in other stores, but the way that it's presented, delivered, the way the flat packs, the way you assemble them yourselves, the the breadth of of stuff that they sell, um, all of that makes them somewhat of a unique, yeah, uh, yeah, unique company to the to the extent that. Uh, that like I look at my house and and I think, you know, like people of any sort of mild hipsterish persuasion, like IKEA represents the mainstream and sometimes when 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 my wife and I are looking at our our, our stuff and I'm thinking, Oh man, our house is too IKEA y or there's too much IKEA and and that comes from the fact that you can somewhat identify you're like, okay, you know that came from IKEA, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Often their stuff looks very nice. It's just that um, it it's just that it's you know it's affordable. It has an inoffensive, often inoffensive style, and so people like myself accrue a fair amount of IKEA. I don't know if you guys have a lot of IKEA, but like our our kitchens, IKEA, our TV stand, a couple of other things like are are notably IKEA in my house. I got <clears throat> I got a lot of IKEA stuff. Um, whenever I think of Ike- Ikea, I think of that scene in Fight Club where he's like his coat's panning around his apartment as it fills with like Ikea stuff. It's sort of like a critique of like mainstream middle class kind of living. And it's funny because in some ways uh, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm an Ikea. Because there's a lot of stuff I like about Ikea. I'll, I'll be honest right off the bat. Um, and uh, like, like, for example, I like their store like if you go to ikea versus like you know i think that the closest other thing is a, is a is a department store i don't know what some of the big american ones are but like maybe like one people in the u.s would know like walmart? nordstrom or something like that oh you don't mean like walmart like you mean like a no end. that's not a department store that's like a what was it i'm not nordstrom but there's um tiffany's low. isn't tiffany's a high-end no like see in canada we have sears and eaton's uh, and Nordstrom is also one. A department store is usually like multi-level giant thing. A lot of clothing, but they usually have a home department. So it's like a department store, Ikea, but just the feel is completely different. Uh, the whole like walking through the maze thing with like displays, I'm like, I really like that. <laughs> like, I don't know why I like it. And then you come halfway through it and you're like, God, I'm stuck in this maze. And then here's a restaurant full of really cheap food. And some of it's actually not bad. Some of it's really shitty. Uh, but there's a restaurant in there, you know, and then it's like you go to the end and there's like cheap ice cream and hot dogs. There's two restaurants, you know, so you're like, because you're stuck in this department store forever. But aside from that, you know, why you see uh, the... You know, like again, I think about that uh, that scene in uh, Fight Club, hanging around, and all the you know the IKEA furniture popping up. And I have quite a bit in my house. And I think honestly, they actually employ good design principles. Like some of their stuff is pretty cheap and crappy, but a lot of it is you know affordable and actually has a modern style, which is nice. 
And I think that yeah. that's legitimately true. Whereas like sometimes you go around Sears or I don't know, these other places and, and stuff just looks like your mom's stuff from the 1980s or, and you're like, why are they still selling stuff? looks like that. It's crap. Uh, that's what I tend to think. And it's like Ikea, I go in there and I'll be like, Oh, this is interesting. I've not even seen something like this. And it's like, Oh, it's only a hundred bucks. And yeah, it's made a press board or whatever. And you put it together yourself. But I don't know. I find they actually invest a lot of money in, in design and design principles, not only of their space, but also of their products. And I think as someone who likes design to a certain extent, I, I appreciate that. In, in them as a as an organization hmm. so ikea in particular you appreciate right well i, th- I yeah i think so in, like, in terms of like selling furniture like it's got a bunch of stuff that rubs me the right way i guess which is one it's affordable i don't like paying like 800 dollars for a w- wardrobe uh or something like that i i don't mind i like i'd prefer to pay 200 dollars. you know so it's affordable uh you kind of you do some of the labor yourself so you put it together I like that. all of the labor. Yes. Almost. Well, no, not well, no, there's a substantial amount that they do. Well, like they just like they cut out the pieces. All that's the assembly. A huge, that's a huge thing because okay, I'll just I'll just say I've built furniture from scratch and I will tell you the stuff they do is a lot of labor uh, because once everything is like it, the, the design aspect of it also is is fairly big. The point is yeah, they give you a package thing, here's all the pieces you need, here's everything you need to put this thing together and you assemble it. Yes, but yes, yeah, like half the labor you do. And again, that's something that appeals to me because I like doing stuff myself and I'd be happy to be like, yeah, if you knock half the price off and I put it together, I'm like, sure, I'll do that any day of the week because uh, I'm happy to do it. And then and then the fact that I think some other stuff is actually aesthetically pleasing and I think that they actually have some fairly forward-thinking design principles in terms of, you know, house products like – uh, I think I think it's to some extent they're they're not I shouldn't say on the forefront, but I think that they care about style and design and they stay current in ways that I think some other generic department stores like don't. Anyways, and, and it's a European it's a European company, right? It, it's very uh, you Swedish. know it, it it's Swedish, but uh, but it is very like prevalent in in Europe. When I went to Switzerland one time uh, and I was staying at a bed and breakfast, like. Every piece of furniture in the bed and breakfast was from Ikea and they, they, they would, you know, do these trips to Ikea and like come back with a zillion flat packs and stuff. And like I understand, especially you're running a business and that it, it kind of makes sense. You go where it's cheap and you don't mind the labor. I've been thinking about Ikea a little bit more lately as I get paid more money. And uh, one of the one of the, the connections is, is like you buy you Ikea when like when I came back from traveling abroad and we got our first apartment in the city that I, I live in now my wife and I needed like we had no furniture like zero furniture um, and so we went to Ikea to buy I think we wanted like a couch or something you know chairs and in, in, in the end we bought those you know those poing or pong chairs it's like their trademark Ikea like cheap ass chair that they have the like giant machines that are squashing oh yeah, yeah. The, to show like you know it's like yeah i'm sitting actually right next to one here here let me maybe i could here's the bottom of it it's got a princess castle on top of it um but uh but but those um those chairs uh 
were like, you know, it's it was like 70 or 80 bucks, which to me then felt like a lot of money, but it's really, you know, not that much money now. And and while they require assembly, they're one of the low assembly things from Ikea. And so as I've gotten more money, I started thinking about the amount of time I spend when I'm assembling an Ikea product. And Mike's like, oh, you know, I don't mind building this thing and, all, and, and that sort of stuff. I kind of do. I would rather like it's time on my weekend or wherever where I would rather be doing something else. And um, and I get the storage thing. So you're able to like transport these flat packs a lot easier than you would if you if they were built. Like if you're if if you get a chair that you have to assemble and all the pieces are in this flat pack, that's great. If you you can put it on your roof, you can stick it in. But you might not be able to fit an actual chair in your car. Um, so I do I do appreciate that convenience. But the amount of time I spent um, and like one the the TV stand is a good example, which is sort of a, a long a long TV stand with multiple drawers and little hinges that you have to um, little sliders you have to install and all that. It's not necessarily rocket science, but you have to be fairly precise and it took a long time. like the whole thing took me well over two hours and like if I look at how much I get paid an hour at work and then I, I multiply it by two and and then I'm like, okay, was that reduction in price? worth it for me to get this thing from Ikea and it used to be a slam dunk that yes it was but now I'm starting to feel and like this is first world problem I'm starting to be like well yeah you know not as worth it anymore I would like they're making you do a lot of the work um and so it feels like it feels like almost a bait and switch where you're like wow this is an amazing deal you see it on the showroom floor you're like wow this is so good and then and then you get home and it's just a box of junk and then you have to you have to put it together and by the time it's done maybe you're really happy with it or maybe you start seeing like you know you see something on the showroom floor you see it in its best light but often the back of all the ikea furniture is is like not even press board it's like this thin really thin board that's just there for optics to make it look like it has a back um you know they're cheap it's it's it, it, i've had a tons of like ikea uh, drawers and bookshelves fall apart on me like the daily show ran a segment a few years back i remember i think it was ed helms who sat on like he was interviewing this guy from ikea and the gag was that the chairs kept falling apart while they were doing the sit down interview and and, and like i get that like i mean it's hard to be mad when when you haven't paid that much money for it uh like you're like okay well you know the wood split here and now this is fucked but whatever you know i'm i'll just buy another one so there's a certain amount of disposableness to ikea there is i mean i would point out also um that ikea you know as many stores do has a sliding scale like you can go to ikea you can buy a bed frame for literally 69 dollars Brand new. Uh, don't expect that to be an awesome bed frame, but you can also find one there that's, you know, $400 or something like that. Right. So if you buy the $69 one and a lot of people – and keep in mind, there's tons of this stuff floating around, especially the cheap the cheap stuff because it's it's feeding student housing. Like like imagine how, many, how much IKEA students consume who can go and be like, oh, I can get set up. You buy the cheapest of everything, like a $69 bed frame and like – a table that costs, you know, a hundred dollars, and whatever, and you're all set up. But that's again a choice. Like you can, you, you know, and and again dictated by by how much money you have, or whatever. But 
Um, Bo, do you have anything to say about we're just talking over you? You seem distracted or disinterested. Yeah, uh, this is um, Ikea, man. Like, Ikea is the place. You've been to Ikea. I've been. And every time I've gone, I've hated it and been a big baby about it. Okay, well, go on. (laughs) So, So, Ikea is full of furniture. Boring. Um, and, 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 uh, you have to assemble it. Boring. Um, yeah, I don't know much about Ikea or its business model. I get that it's cheap. I get that there's a design aesthetic associated with it that Crofton went into somewhat. No, that was me uh, who went into that. You're not, you haven't been listening. (laughs) No, I haven't. Ikea is like the, Ikea for me is like, it's, it's horrifying. I, I really strongly dislike Ikea. There are times when I dislike it too, because it's like but, always has a million people in it. Is that part of why you hate it? Well, generally, I dislike furniture. I, I, like I have this thing <laughs> okay. when I'm talking what? about furniture that if it's more than two minutes long a conversation, I just I have a hard time paying. Attention but you were to. just complaining about your well-used <laughs> office chair that's falling apart. <laughs> well, before I, we I need a recording. new one, and I don't want to think about it too much. Yes. It, my office chair has seen heavy wear and tear. Heavy wear and tear. The bolts. And now it's falling apart. Do you know where you could get a new office chair? I'll tell you. No. Ikea. I'm not going I'm to Ikea for an office chair. Staples. Well, where are you going to go? The I just need somebody Depot? to deliver it to my house. I, re- right. I really don't like for, like, I've been, we have a place called The Brick in Canada. I've been there. Basically, yeah, the whenever stuff. I've been in a relationship, the person I've been in a relationship always wants to buy furniture, and I dread it. Because I hate going and trying. This, what does this chair feel like? And what is this like? And I appreciate good furniture. But Do you? I don't. I don't want to select it. I don't want <laughs> like, like the the conversation about decide. Like I hate it so much. And the fact that I'm sort of like that with clothes. IKEA is I, the I, the fetishization of furniture of this like this specific aesthetic. It's hard. I'm strongly biased on this topic. It's very but, hard for so me. So then, what do you let the like furniture? Your furniture choices are dictated by what your neighbor puts on the curb, basically. Pretty much, you like can, whatever I have is furniture is what I have. Like I, I don't. The table I'm recording on right now is the dining table that used to belong to my grandmother. She passed away. I ended up with the table. It's just the table that I have that I use. I don't use it as a dining table. It's a computer table. Um, I have the most uncomfortable but, couch in the world that I really wish I would replace, but I haven't. And yeah, my office, <laughs> my office chair is is destroyed for the most part. Like it's not. I like how you're you're complaining about all the shitty furniture you have, but then you're like, "But I hate getting furniture." I, I just feel like what you're saying right now is like, "Oh, I hate furniture. God, all my furniture sucks and is uncomfortable. I wish I had new stuff, but I hate going to get it." Ugh. Yeah, and then you just like it. to live with this terrible I'm a like giant you're man child, Michael. I'm a man child. Yeah, man children. So. <laughs> Don't get furniture. Of, <laughs> Don't enjoy shopping for it. A <laughs> couple of things here because I appreciate what Bo's saying based on the fact that that's how I feel about clothes. I hate clothing shopping, but I actually quite like having nice clothes like uh, or in clothes that I like. But I hate shopping and trying it on and making the stupid decisions. So I do appreciate that. But then the, the argument – like that's furniture shopping. Um, and then the argument becomes, OK, so you got furniture shopping. Does IKEA provide a better version of that or a worse version of that than other stores? And my, like, Mike Mike went on about the design element of the store and stuff. And there's a lot of forward thinking elements with regards to how IKEA is run as a corporation in terms of like everything from like in the in the um, 
cafeteria section, they have you like put away your cutlery and 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 your uh, and your dishes to the way that they uh, they even handle the customer service and returns to the way that they handle the um, the environmental impact of their stores and stuff like that. They're a, fo- a fairly forward thinking organization, and I'd say that the design sort of extends to layouts. Now, the thing I hate about IKEA is no matter how sort of they set up their layouts, it's always because the store in this and again the store in our area is a particularly huge one because the store is so big it's always annoying to go there because you want like it's like if you don't know all the shortcuts and memorize everything and you want like one thing like i find it ikea makes furniture shopping and and that more complicated for me but i can understand how some people would make the reverse argument and say like oh it's laid out super intuitively uh compared to other stores like there's all these designated sections there's quick ways to get to get to stuff or whatever and so for them maybe ikea makes maybe for somebody like bo ikea is the quick and easy way to get furniture as opposed to going to the brick for instance where you have a salesman approach you and do a big sales job on some shitty table there's no salesman that's really going to approach you in ikea other than the people that are there that you approach to like have them help you design your kitchen or some shit like that um yeah no the brick is not an easy option there's nothing easy about a world full of choice in a giant playground full of furniture. There's nothing easy about that place. <laughs> what, what's becoming clear to me is that it's like, <clears throat> like I I like this kind of stuff because uh, you know if anyone who's listened to this podcast knows like I like I like to build things, and I mean I'm, I've basically built a new house that I'm living in. You I really enjoy a deck space. Today, listeners, sorry, you what built a deck today. I built a deck. I'm working on a deck that I built. I built a lot of stuff. I built some furniture. I've yeah, like built basically the whole house I've, I'm living in. I really like this, and I also like designed it. I like I like space. I like space, and I like how I, like I feel in. No, it's true. <laughs> it sounds it sounds dumb, but it's but it's true. I like and I like feeling comfortable in a in a well designed space. Like you could just you could sit in a room, you know. Uh, that's a box or whatever with a tiny window and you could be happy enough but i would be much more happy in a nice like open with big windows and light streaming in like like comfortable space makes me feel good mm-hmm. and i think having like furniture that fits the space and, and especially well designed furniture that looks nice and has an aesthetic that fits what you're going for that stuff all makes me happy i like it you know and that's a that's a thing clearly bode is not I know, like, for Bo, it's like the real world is like a hindrance to him living in the hive mind. We all know that he would rather just download his brain. And, and it, like, so it's becoming clear, like, you don't like any of this stuff because you 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 prefer well, to just live I, online. I do enjoy it. Like, the chair I did have in its heyday was a very good chair. But it wasn't... Uh, <laughs> used beyond... Used beyond repair. Like, I can't sit in it anymore. It's super uncomfortable. Um, it was a gift. It, my girlfriend at the time... Um, Marianne wanted to get me a present. She got me a chair. She's like, the chair you sit in is a piece of shit. Here's a wonderful chair for you to sit in. And it was great. <laughs> I didn't have to buy it. It was there. It was ready to go. I was comfortable. Loved it. It's great. And yeah, like I, because I don't know what I'm going to do about a new chair. I, I but but so if somebody gave you something from Ikea, you'd probably be happy with it. It's like probably in, in, in what? And what's so, you know, it again, like for Ikea, to me, it's like uh, I, I, I see what 
Mike's saying is like Bose Bose has bigger issues with the whole with the whole like getting and acquiring furniture for his house, which I always find ironic when we do topics like this because this has come up before. And Bo loves buying cosmetic shit for all his games and avatars, and so like it's just it, it is like funny that it's like and, and Sims either though. Like when you know no, when, I, you know when you have player housing in in games, I don't I don't like player housing that much actually. It's yeah. just like armor, like like in yeah. Sky, like in Skyrim, you know. I like getting cool armor. I like looking like badass. Got a sweet horse. Then you get your house, and it's cool at first. But then you gotta like put things on the wall I'm and keep... decorate it. And I'm like, I just do not want to do this. This is horrifying. Yeah. So well, for me, and like I sort of showed my hand in terms of like, oh, I you know I don't want to have to do this. Like I'm paying money for furniture. Give me my fucking furniture. Don't just uh, don't just um, you know give me a pile of boxes and tell me to put it together myself that feels like a kick in the pants but mike has made some good points about the forward design and uh like walking around the ikea near our house like there's there's a lot of um you know uh room sets i guess and a lot of them are often for like small apartments like if you have this many square feet this is here's a room layout here here are things that we can do and and that's why that's part of its popularity in europe because like there's just a lot of really small apartments small spaces irregular spaces really old buildings that have um that that, you know like that are kind of wonky and uh and, and you need to accommodate for and ikea is one of the few places that has sort of like a lot of options um but the the options are often like smaller, medium size, larger versions of the same thing. So that's cool because it allow you know it allows you to sort of customize that your house the way you want to, and even if you have a smaller space, you know. So I do I do appreciate that. I do appreciate a lot of their design elements, and I do and I do shop there fairly regularly. I'm just slowly building up a little bit of a resentment with regards to the amount of energy and time I spend. Cause even like the delivery fee at Ikea around here is at least 50 bucks. So, you know, you need to be buying some stuff for it to be worth 50 bucks. And I only got a car like fairly recently uh, and they have all these flat packs and, and, um, and it's great for me now that I have a car, but for someone like Bo, it's like, great. He goes to Ikea. He takes a look around. He wants some stuff. Well, like he better buy enough stuff that it's worth paying 50 bucks, which is a fair amount of money to have it shipped to his place. Um, and I know like 50 bucks may sound like a great deal, but if you're just buying one office chair, it's not that great a deal, you know? No, you got to pick, you know, but uh, so – Something else I want to say, but like I get, I get that the, the whole picking stuff up and doing the labor thing is one of the big downfalls of this. Um, I understand that, uh, but I, I put it like you know, and, and also you talked about uh, Croft. I think mentioned that you know the, the crappiness or low quality of a lot of IKEA stuff. I said it has a range and it does, but it's generally on the lower end. But I, I would think of it like this because it's like you know you have a certain you've shopped at IKEA a lot, Croft, and you said you're making a little bit more money now as your career is advanced and all that. And that's, you know, so you're like, I don't want to do that labor anymore. But think of it like this. It's like at Ikea you go to say you go to buy a table uh, and it's like, you know, 400 bucks or something like that. And you're like, you're like, okay, I can spend a bit more more than 400 bucks now. Like what are you comfortable spending with? Uh, and it's like like 800 bucks double, you know. I'm, I'm just setting this up as an example. 
But double that, so if an assembled table or someone comes and brings it to your house, that's the same shitty table that Ikea had, but what why it's double now is because someone did that extra labor that you're not doing. So I guess what I'm saying is like, but now there is something to be said for high-end furniture. And I've like perused, there's a, some a fancy high-end furniture store in my neighborhood. But you go in there and it's, a table is like $5,000. And that seems crazy. And, and it's like, but you look at it and you're like, this table is like sweet. Like someone, it's craftsmanship, it's high-tech, it's immaculate quality, the best materials you could think of. Beautiful thing. But do you want to spend $5,000 on the table? Some people certainly do and have the money to do it. But I mean, that's the leap. So so for me, it's like, it's like if you're, you know, you're like, I make a bit more, I'm willing to spend twice $400 for table. You're essentially just going to get the same shitty table, just someone put it together for you. Uh, and that's fine. But I think it's like, it's like, so again, if you care about like aesthetic and quality stuff, you have to like quadruple the price to get something that's actually better than Ikea. Like if you go to the brick and get something there, that's basically Ikea. It's just had more labor put into it and you're just paying for it. So it's more expensive, but all you've done is someone's put the screws in for you, but yeah. you had, that person had to be paid and that ups the cost quite is, a lot. All of it is also, it's important to consider all of it is junk furniture when compared to like the kind of wood, wood, uh, wood maker who can make a chair that doesn't use any nails or or screws right like it is possible to make a very high quality chair that's handcrafted that you can also spend a lot of money for so when you compare ikea to that it is affordable and something that came up while you're talking mike and i don't know if either of you guys have insight into this but the ikea stuff's packed pretty efficiently in the boxes they get like if you have like i imagine any kind of table would have its legs removed to ship. But some of the types of furniture, they do need to be broken down into smaller boxes to cut down on shipping costs because I imagine volume plays a role. Like you can't ship any of this stuff. No, it's it's, know, it's the flat packs. It's what I was... Yeah, the flat, so, so they, 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 they save the, a lot of money. design them yeah. in such a way that they're... they're like, it's, there's a lot of design work that goes into even packing these things. That's what I mean. Or, or the, the design of the item so that they... It can be packed that way. Or the like, weight. They almost like, reverse engineer it. The weight, too. Like, the materials they use to make, like, if, if per product they're shaving off a pound or two per box, well, that's less I, money that it costs, I honestly too. think like, weight is less of an issue because they're not flying anything. And, like, on a cargo, because I saw um, something in one of their stores where they're talking about their flat pack system, how they essentially can eliminate, you know, per year, I don't know how many, a couple of, like, massive container ships worth of transport because of just their packaging system, you know, like, and that's part of their environmental, uh, uh, you know, leanings or trying to be a good company. And I can appreciate that. Like, cause it really does. Volume is the biggest thing on, on transport shifts. They can take an immense amount of weight, uh, but the more stuff you can put on it. So, like, and that's interesting, but it also, like, I mean, some of the negative, like, I have a soft spot for Ikea. I like it. Whenever I go there, I kind of feel like, oh, the possibilities are nice. I like to see how they set things up. But it's also this giant corporation that kind of gives you generic furniture. And I feel like coming back once again to that, like, scene in Fight Club, where it's like, if if its main its main criticism for me is more, it's not the labor or or the design or what it looks like or, or the experience in the store. I don't really have a problem with that. It's more the the fact that, like, everyone has ikea furniture right like it's just it's almost just generic furniture even if it is well designed and looks nice it's like 
it's like you go to pretty anybody any of your neighbors' houses you walk into and you'd be like, okay, IKEA, IKEA, IKEA. Not everything, but but a, a large portion of it. And and again, the more you have stuff like, and this is the same criticism of you know something like Walmart or Amazon or any giant uh, retail company is that is that you know if your option is like buying something from IKEA or buying something from like a local craftsman who makes a good product. In theory, I prefer the local craftsman, but you know, functionally, that's not where we're at anymore. Like, and again, so that something like IKEA essentially destroys the local craftsman because if you're like building, you know, if you're building a, a table by hand, you have to charge three thousand dollars for it, or you don't you don't even make any money. You know, if you're done it all by hand, it's a, it might be way nicer than the IKEA thing. But someone's like, well, no, I want to pay four hundred bucks. I don't want to pay three thousand dollars. Uh, for this, and you're like, but I got the maple wood locally here. I had to have it kiln dried. I cut all the the tenon and um, you know mortar mortises by hand, and it's a beautiful piece of furniture. They're like, yeah, but it's four hundred bucks over there, and you want three thousand, and and that's people's bottom lines. But that's what IKEA does, right? It drives out craftsmanship and replaces it with effic- efficiency. And there's something to be said for that, I guess. Well, I, I guess so, but, like, it also prevents – like, I sounded like a pompous ass earlier talking about, like, my money and stuff like that. But it, the the thing is, is that at a certain point, um, you know, you have the uh, ability to be like, okay, I'm going to spend mad bank for a table and people are buying some of these, these you know, high-end high end tables. But there's a lot of people that don't have much money and they need furniture and there needs to be an avenue for that and why should their furniture be ugly and like you know IKEA's I IKEA stuff is is like you said generally pretty nice and like on paper this is one of those things where like on paper and I've I've been struggling with this the whole show on paper I, I like IKEA okay like I like a lot of their products. Definitely, they have good kitchens. I, I appreciate it a lot. My kitchen's mostly an IKEA kitchen. Um, they they've got a lot of a lot of design things that that I enjoy. Um, even sometimes going to the store on like a rainy day with my kid, there's a lot for her to do there. Go get food at the cafeteria. It's, it, you know, it's fairly cheap. All those those wonderful things Mike said about design principles, but meanwhile there's something stuck in my craw, and this is this is the thing: is there's so much stuff that annoys me about IKEA, like little annoyances. Um, number one is like the the store layout and going to the store and all that, and they do all this like they have this kids wonderland when you go in. And when I was a kid, they had a ball pit, and like I loved the ball pit as a kid, and they do stuff to accommodate parents, but like as an adult. When 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 Jesse says, "Oh, we got to go to IKEA to get this," my first thought is like, "Oh God!" And and uh, the reason is I hate walking around IKEA. So and then I'm really annoyed by putting to, putting together a lot of the stuff, as I mentioned. And I would say like I have a one third of all the shit I buy at IKEA breaks in some way or another. And like um, it's gotten better, but it still still happens enough. Like. Uh, so, so you put all those little annoyances together when, when Mike drew this topic, my first thought was like, oh fuck, I hate Ikea. It really annoys me. But then when talking about it, I'm like, well, you know, on paper and all that, and there, there are sustainable practices and like, it's good for 
you know, gives a variety of options. And like, there's a lot of stuff that seems good. Like if I was in a debate, I would lose my, my rationale for why Ikea sucks wouldn't hold water. But like part of it still really annoys me. And like for little annoying reasons. But like if you had, I mean, compare that or contrast that with going to say, uh, Sears or Eaton's like and be like same type of thing where Jesse's like Crofton we're gonna go to we need like something for the kitchen and something for the living room and something for a bedroom we're gonna go to Sears for like four hours would you like that better or worse than Ikea because in my mind if I had that I would be like I would go to Ikea before going to there and again this is not to say that because i've had some terrible experiences in ikea as a lot of people have especially when you're doing something like buying a kitchen which is like you know there's a lot of crap that goes into it and slims you're like god this maze is driving me nuts now because i just want the one thing uh you know as, as opposed to meandering around not knowing what you're looking for uh but still i always like it better than i like those other type of department stores which i find are more ad hoc laid out like it's just big blocks of like Mm -hmm. clothes and then a big chunk of like homeware stuff it's just it's more boring and crappier it's just like it's so again to be like i i feel like fair game to be like i hate ikea i'm like fair enough do you hate do you hate it more than going to sears for the same amount of time is i guess my question because again if we're we're comparing apples to apples a little bit because if it's like I hate Ikea compared to relaxing at home, uh, you know, and doing what I like. I'm like, sure, okay, yeah, of course you hate Ikea compared to that. But if it's compared to going to another store that sells the same type of stuff, which do this like? It's a good point. And, and to get back to like to, to echo Bo's point from earlier, it, it I'd say my, you know, Ikea sells a certain type of stuff. Sears or all those examples you gave also sell things like clothing that Ikea does not sell. And so I, Ikea sells like furniture and home products. And I don't want to say I'm like a stereotypical guy that doesn't give a crap about any of that stuff. But I I do like furniture, but that's about it. A lot of the other stuff I, 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 I don't necessarily have time for. And so – I find that frustrating. Whereas it's somewhere like a Sears or whatever, I would just I'd be like, oh, I'm going to check out men menswear for a while, or I'm going to you know check out this. I just find um, IKEA is thematically consistent, and it's not a theme that I'm generally that that big on. But uh, point point well made. I I would I would probably not be looking forward to going to any of those stores anymore, and maybe even. I would be enjoying Ikea more. And I know a lot of people who do enjoy going to Ikea who when they say like, oh, we're going to go to Ikea. They're like, oh, like when my mom, like when we were kids, would be like, we're going to Ikea. That was like a big, a big deal. And she was kind of excited about it. Drop the kids in the ball pit. And then, you know, like, I don't know. She, she liked it and people, people do like it. So they're doing something right for sure. Well, Bo, uh, what do you think? Do you want to move to verdicts? I feel like we're dragging yeah. you through this. No, 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 no. You, uh, you guys talk. I'm, I'm pretty much done. It was verdict time for me. It was verdict time from like two minutes in. You just wanted to say, I hate this stuff. Doesn't matter what it is. 
You'd rather yeah, just like be I, alone. I, I, I've been searching. I've been listening to you guys speak and searching for stuff to say, but it is so disinteresting to me that I don't even really have much negative to say about it. <laughs> Essentially, you just want to be like, in like a mucus chamber with an oxygen mask and a direct neural link up, and that's and, that's what the furniture like, you it's want. It's almost worse. Like I remember, I had an English teacher, Madame Sh- or Mrs. Shales. I don't know if you remember her from Filament, but she's like, remember. I'd rather read something that pisses me off than something that doesn't make me feel anything. And this is the first time on the show. I think we've gotten a topic that is really just like, man, like I, I, I thought I would think I would assume I'd have more to say about it than I did. And then I just realized as we're getting into it. No, no, I'm sorry. it's also funny because it's vessel. like, I mean, and it came up early. This is Ikea versus like, you know, department stores. You know, this is a particular brand. Yeah. But it seems clear that you hate all things to do with. Buying I'm in furniture. trouble if furniture generally ever comes out of the random topic generator. Um, you would be like, I hate furniture. I, I, but no, like, I, would, I don't hate it. it. I don't hate it. I'm indifferent to it. It's a difference. <laughs> I'm indifferent to it. I am so indifferent that I don't have anything passionate or of any volume. You say you're indifferent. Again, I, and the reason I'm pushing you in this is because you said you're indifferent, but then you complained about an uncomfortable chair, uh, chair I complained about an uncomfortable couch. No, and it's I'm like, indifferent if you were to sleeping it as on a, a shitty bed, I, you would not be happy. I I'm indifferent to it as a subject of conversation or thought. I like chairs. I, like, I hate bad chairs. And other furniture. It's about the all I got. <laughs> this show, <laughs> this like... show, you don't get to, you don't get to choose the topic. The topic chooses you, That's and then right. you got to play ball with the, with the ball Russia. on the field. Both so distant, he can't even he can't He's even a... bring himself to talk about. I can't even muster it up, man. I'm like, why well, he I'm, dislikes it because I'm, I'm, I'm still not quite clear. I got a flaccid limp penis over here. It's doing nothing and, on this and, topic. And you know what? And speaking like just to to, to expand on this and and going to pre pre show. We spent a long time pre-show talking about Bo's uh, very used office chair, and uh, like it's, <laughs> it's it's essentially broken. Like so, we never talk about furniture, the three of us. But Bo sent us messages today. Who was like, "Hey, does anybody have an office chair? Mine is like seen a lot of wear and tear." And 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 I'm just crossing like, my fingers that you guys say yes. I'll drop it off, or you know, we'll arrange a time to like for you to pick it up or find someone. <laughs> Sweet done. Yeah, no, I, I, I get, I get that. I, like, I get that now. But at the same point, it's just like, uh, it is, it is another one of those things where I feel like, because every once in a while, a topic comes up where I feel like we exist in different worlds, like you know. Mike and I exist in the physical world and you exist in the virtual world. And this is like one of those lines. It's like talking about like going into an actual store and like, like I you have no idea how much real life sucks. Like at work, everyone talks about their fucking furniture. I bought patio chairs. They're green. I sat on them yesterday. It was great time. And I was like, like it's the worst top. I don't want to hear about your fucking furniture purchases. People. It's funny because you're I'm triggered that, now. But then, I just I but, don't but, care about it at all. I know, but to get yeah. off topic, it's like if they were to hear you talking about the minutia of like the video game which you're immersed in is equally, you know, I don't like them, furniture like, what the video games either. <laughs> I'm consistent in this. You don't it's, talk to them, but no, that's it's that's a, fair it's enough. A but, but again, the thing I is, like, you just... require again, you ha- you you have furniture. That's why, again, I'm trying to pull this out of you because it's like you. Ha- I'm yes. looking at furniture behind you. In your, you, it's you have all, all of it disintegrating. 
all of it is disintegrating. <laughs> yeah, so at some point, you're going to need new stuff. Where are you going to get I it? I don't know. You hold the croft and I, I will bring it to your house for I start, you. I start, like, wor- I start worrying I about it. I got a mattress. I, start, I know. I'm buying it, actually. I start worrying, and then I realize I don't want to worry about this right now, and then I do something else. And that's the and cycle. Eventually, your chair falls apart. Soon, you're going to be sitting on like a pile of cinder blocks you found on the street, Basically. and it's like sleeping on the on a floor or Basically. a pile of dirty clothes because yeah. you don't have a mattress. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I'm gonna, <laughs> like, I'm gonna die. You're, you're gonna find me dead. You're gonna find me dead in my disintegrated chair, and you're gonna just look over the furniture and go like, God, it looks like Mad Max Fury Road in here. <laughs> <laughs> like what is all of this it garbage? seems like you could live comfortably as a homeless person as long as you had access to long durations of no, broadband there, internet and high speed computing there is one piece of furniture that is critical to life it's critical and i will suffer uncomfortableness to get this mattress and it went a long period of time on a you know remember when i lived um on sake car and, and I think I was living with my sister, and my bed mattress was literally that thin, and I had it was on the floor, and I'm like a, you know, 28 year old man, like buy yourself a bed, and I was like bringing girls man, home, man I was bringing girls mark. home for romantic encounters on this basically napkin on the floor. It's embarrassing. Like, like, well, I wasn't embarrassed. Single I didn't ladies. even think about it. Like, it's so, it's so, it registers so. Um, uh, so small on my scale of importance that I wouldn't even consider it. Now I look back and I'm like, I don't know. It'd probably be nice to bring back someone to a comfortable bed. That seems like yeah, a, or, seems or like a house consi- that looks nice and feels comfortable. That's not gonna happen. But it, it seems like a considerate thing to do, right? But at the, I'm an embarrassed for myself. So it's a, you know, and also it's just great to sleep on. Forget with other people. It actually just really improves your life a lot to have a mattress. Yeah, I good. agree. Beds are important. And, and, you know where I got my bed? I hate One you. guess. Mattress Mart? No, Ikea. Ikea. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> um, it anyway, I got deal. my Mattress Mart. Let me tell you, <laughs> I hated it, but I will endure whatever I have to to make sure I get a good mattress in life if this one ever goes. Keep in mind, I've had this now for a solid 10 years. I don't know how long you're supposed to keep them, but... I don't know. The um, Ikea one has a 25-year warranty. Okay, just one second here. So what I find interesting about this side conversation is that, that Bo is like the one piece of furniture I value is the one that when I got a new one, I was like, why the hell didn't I get a new one earlier? And then you were like complaining about that couch and you're like, I got this free couch, but man, it's super uncomfortable. Let's just say, for example, I'm curious. I'm at legit curious if somebody had given you like an Ikea couch and it was super comfortable and you had it in your apartment and you're like, wow, man, this couch is amazing. Where has this couch been my whole life? And then you're like, I love Ikea. I feel like that's what it would take to switch you. One no, item I've like in all of a sudden you're like, before. I love this thing. It's from Ikea. I actually, must love actually, Ikea. Let me, let me, let's back it up then. If you, it, I owned an Ikea couch when, back when I lived in Kingston – Salma and I bought our couch that we moved there with. It was from Ikea. It was a, the green thing. And Mike, Mike must remember. You helped me move, I think. Didn't you? The you, couch you, you have visited now me out there anyways. Couch. I had an Ikea couch. It was comfortable. I enjoyed it. I don't have it anymore. I don't know. Like, okay. Maybe I could get one, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> What's the moral of the story? I don't know what the moral is. I, I just want to inform. I just want to make sure we're, we're on the record. You've had IKEA. I've had an IKEA couch. Okay, all right. Maybe, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions based on the mattress analogy. I'm just saying, like, the mattress. I, your sleep you know, is important. 
yeah. all four hours all right. of it every night. Yeah, and I guess I like for me, it's just there's more things that are important than that. Like I've had, you know, recently I got a couch, and it wasn't at IKEA; it was at a like a higher end furniture store. It's a nice. I really like this couch, and yeah. because it's like, you know, and and I've I've had a lot of other couches that I had just got from people. Like my parents, were like we're getting rid of this couch, so I put it in my whatever house and sit on and be like yeah it's comfy but it didn't fit the space or i didn't like the aesthetic or whatever but right. now that i have one that like i bought i'm like i like it so the same thing about like getting a bed it's like sleeping is important but i also be like you know eating with your family is important and if you have like comfortable chairs at your at your table at a nice table that's a nicer experience than eating on like your Aunt Thelma's like 200 year old rickety table that you got as a college student in some shitty chairs you found on the curb. It's just like you can still do those things, but if you have the nice stuff, it's a nicer experience. And sitting on a nice chair that you've picked and reading a book and looking out the window, it's nice when it's when it's a nice thing. I know Bo's like, no, it's like I sleep and I You're, sit at my computer. Uh, Marty, That's why I'm I need really to really trying hard to period. respectfully pay attention to what you're saying. I know all okay. this stuff. I know all, all right, this let's stuff. Move to verdicts. There's no all more right. to say on this. All right, we've we've done we've tried what we can, but I'm insufferable. Uh, where are the animals, dude? Right oh, there's gonna be an echo. <laughs> Order in the court. All right, um, Prophet. I think you should go first. I think I think you're the first man today. All right, sure. Uh, so, just to remind listeners, the topic is IKEA, um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> not Bo's furniture preferences or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I struggled, and I won't recap the struggle, which which I mentioned earlier. The on paper IKEA versus the in my gut IKEA and that sort of stuff. Um, I I know what my verdict is on this, and it's one that it's sort of like deviated a couple of times throughout the episode. I'm gonna say it, but when I say it, I need to 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 indicate that it is on the positive end of this what what we would call the bovine fecal spectrum. Uh, the so IKEA, I'm gonna say, is bullshit. And uh, you know, go back and and listen to the reasons why I said on this episode. All of what Mike's gonna say when he's touting about to tout the virtues of IKEA are tr- is is true, and I agree with, for the most part. But just the type of person I am, I find a lot of little aggravations in IKEA. And like the fact that when I think IKEA, that foremost in my mind are these aggravations means that I got to be honest in my verdict and say that it's bullshit. But definitely, there's a way worse stores out there. Uh, and it really fills a niche that doesn't, um, that I don't think any other store really does. So I, I have to give it props for that. But IKEA, bullshit. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go ne- next because I feel like I'll, I'll probably give some ammunition for Mike to chew on after. And I was I was hoping you shit on your verdict before you gave it, but <laughs> I'm sure I can do so afterwards. Oh too. well, let me. Yeah, I think this is. I think this works the best. All right, um, and it's gonna be short. Uh, IKEA. I haven't gone there many times, and every time uh, I've had to go there, I try to get out of it and behave like a baby, and just can't wait to leave. Um, there was a time in my life where I pretended like I liked it, but I really didn't. Um, 
Uh, yeah, and, I, and we've well established that I don't care about furniture, so it's really not much more to add there. Um, so, uh, well, how do I feel about it? Is there an indifferent verdict? There really isn't. I guess, I guess if I feel indifferent about it, I mean, I'm cool with people going to Ikea. I don't have a, there's nothing about Ikea that specifically pisses me off, I suppose. Right? Like, I'm not mad at them for anything. They seem environmentally <laughs> conscious, con- conscious. They're, they're, they have a design aesthetic that, Eh, people like it doesn't offend me too much so uh, i guess i just gotta go with their bullshit i think this is the bullshit category and that's appropriate there's like he's a you're full of bullshit uh, hans whoever runs ikea there you go suck it done it's funny because i feel like you were tr- it's like you gave it so little thought during the episode you were trying to say it was bad because of how indifferent you are but then i think you realize like well I can't I guess say I'll bad. just say bullshit. I feel like you were you were I don't want to devalue bad that you'd be like, well actually I don't want to devalue our verdicts by just giving one in a, inappropriately if possible. I mean oh, well, wait, I say... wait, wait, wait. Now you're concerned about devaluing our verdicts? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like episodes episodes I've, I've always tried I've always tried to service uh, serve my <laughs> views as honestly as possible. Oh Bo. Mike, it's your turn um, to verdict. <laughs> but I, was gonna, I basically, I, my thought about Bo, why I just wanted to get this up, I, I feel like Bo was going to be like, Ikea. When I'm there, it's like, Ikea is not a video game that I really like, so I hate it. And that's going to be like, that's, that's how I feel when he's been talking about this, is that's what I feel like he's been saying. It's not something I love, so I hate it. It's like, I don't love Ikea, uh, but as terms of furniture stores and shopping for home decor things go in that in that sphere i like it you know what i mean it's not like i'm like i don't spend all my days like uh d- you know thinking about home decor and furniture and stuff but when i do i go to ikea pretty much it's like it it, it fills that niche i'm not going to be like there's their slogan right there that's it I don't spend my whole day thinking about home decor, but when I do, I think about it's IKEA. Pretty much that Dosecki's ad, though, right? But um, yeah, and and that's that's basically how I feel. Like when I'm when I'm kind of like, oh, something's like, I got my house looks crappy. I hate this old chair. My books are in a pile. I need a bookshelf, and I'm kind of like, I need a couple things for the kitchen. I'll be like, I'll go to IKEA, and I will usually enjoy that experience. If you spread it out. And you go to Ikea like once a year. It's usually a pleasant experience. You need a bunch of stuff. You walk through it. Things are nicely laid out. It gives you ideas. Like, oh, if I did that in my house, it would probably be more comfortable. Okay, I like this little thing here. You do that. You eat some food. and You get some Swedish meatballs where you're like, what the hell are these things? But they're kind of good. And it only costs $4. <laughs> and, then, and then you go and buy your shit. And then you eat ice cream. And then for me, you get home and you're kind of like, hey. It's like opening presents and you put it together and then you like put it in your house and it looks it changes the feel of the room. I like all that stuff. Again, if it's like once or twice a year, there's been times when I've had to build kitchens uh, for renovation projects where I've been there like like four times in a month and that drives you nuts. You know, you don't want to go there all the time. Um, there's part of me that wants to hate IKEA because of the whole again like the think of that scene in <laughs> in uh, keep coming back to it. Uh, in Fight Club, where it's just like the generic, like middle class consuming of this garbage, and that annoys me. And I, and and 
but and I'm someone who I, I should dwell on that kind of stuff because I that's kind of who I am. Yeah. But in this case, I kind of just have a soft spot for IKEA. I sort of like it. I usually feel kind of happy when I go there, and I get something, uh, and it feels affordable, and I like putting it together. So I'm gonna give IKEA a good. I like it. You're gonna get furniture. So can I add one tiny thing? Because your verdict yeah. reminded me. I have a mild dislike of it for no reason. You know when you dislike something for no reason or kind of hate them, but you don't have a good reason to? Like when it's not a video which game. Why you enjoy, really, so you no, no, it. which is why I didn't bring it up. But I also just have a <laughs> a gentle bias. A gentle just, I just don't like you. Kind of deal with it. That's all. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. Why, uh, <laughs> when you, why was there a period of time in your life where you pretended to like Ikea? Oh, because I was in a relationship and I made a lot of decisions, I think, that were not true to myself because I felt like I had to fill an identity or fill a role in life and not actually align my external expression or the way that I choose to do things with just how I am. Like, you know, sometimes it's very unfortunate the things that I do, but generally speaking... I've been a happy person just being like, I, I don't like furniture. I'm sorry. And like everyone, every adult in the world talks about furniture and their big deals and they're important. I respect Mike. I know he makes furniture. It's not meant to be insulting. I just, I just not interested. I just really don't care about that stuff. So is that, somebody, that answer your yeah. question? Yeah, I, I also think that you came up with a catchphrase for yourself. Bo Schwartz, sometimes it's unfortunate the things that I do. Um, but, but, he can say that but, probably on a weekly basis to himself. But I, w- I will say I do, I do. I think you answered your own point where you said like I can't, you know, I, it annoys me, but I can't explain why. Well, I think the reason it annoys you is because it's one of those things where once upon a time, uh, when you weren't being true to yourself. For whatever reason, you decided you had to pretend to like, and then now that you're you're not that person anymore, you're it, you know it's a reminder of that of that time. So that that makes total sense. That to me makes total sense. Okay. Like when you explain it like that, you don't need to have a reason to dislike something, but it does it it fits I in. Yeah, it, I can't say it. I had a bad customer service experience there, or I disagree with their treatment of animals, or whatever. Like it's just a feeling based on. So, listeners, if you have a feeling about IKEA, maybe you're like Bo and it just rubs you the wrong way, or maybe you're like Mike and you would really like to marry it if it was a person. Uh, <laughs> let us let us know. Send us an email at goodbadbull at gmail dot com. Give us your thoughts on on IKEA, or fill out a customer service uh, survey at IKEA, of which they have many near the entrance. Tell them how much uh, you enjoyed it, our show about IKEA on it, please. Yeah. Yeah, say you know, you know, plug our show in there, and then maybe they will, uh, they will like us. Don't forget to put goodbadbull.com when you write it, so they can come, you know, see what they can hunt us. Or our 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 Twitter account, Twitter is at goodbadbull, and you can follow us there, just like IKEA will, uh, and send their Swedish goons after us. and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, goodbadbull.com, like Bo said, is the website. That's where our library, our archive of uh, of previous episodes. We're in, well into the one nineties now, steamrolling towards two hundred. We've got we're on iTunes, we're on uh, Stitcher, we're on Google Play. 
um, you know, listen to us, give us subscribe, tell your friends, give us great reviews, write little comments, even if they're just like emojis. We we love that stuff. We're also all individuals of individual natures. Uh, you can uh, you can follow us individually through our personal channels. Mine is at Croft and Steers, but uh, and that's on the Twitter, gentlemen, Mike. The broccoli of this podcast. Where can people follow you? You can follow me through the maze at IKEA. At which we, when we reach the end, I will treat you to a seventy-five cent hot dog. Uh, and you can also follow my tweets at ML Hodgins. You don't want Mike seventy-five cents hot dog. It's not what you think. There are people. It's funny. I've I've gone there and I ordered a hot dog and a yogurt at the end, and I've seen people <laughs> in front of me be like. I'll take 15 hot dogs, please. And it's like literally they're just like pumping them out. Oh 75 cents a piece, man. Jeez. Nasty. Um, so, Bo, if uh, if people want to hear more about your random rage rantings, where can they uh, find you? Uh, they can follow me at Bo Schwartz. And um, also, I'd just like to let people know that it's not 100% confirmed because I'm still working on a plane ticket issue, but uh, I'll be going to Nertacula this year in Utah. What What and is that? It is um, for like the context, Pants, please. For the I... Frog Pants Network. It's a convention of people who are fans of the. Who are, who are fans and who are part of the Frog Pants community of podcasts. They do a convention every year. Scott Johnson puts it on, who's been on our show before. Of uh, course. Every year in Utah. And um, they do live. They do live stream some stuff. So uh, I'm. Uh, I can't. I can't. I don't know what I can and cannot talk about. But uh, I'll be there, and there'll be some stuff there. So go to nerdtacular.com and check out all that good stuff. Um, is it like of... a dry event? Because isn't is Salt Lake City a dry city? I know it's so a It's going to be and... a snowbird in the summer. Oh, that's so sweet, it... man! I'd like to ski uh, there. I know there's I would... some. I think Paul and Storm is coming this year. Uh, the lead composer for. You know, World of Warcraft music. Russell Brower is going to be at that place. All the Frog Pants people you know and love. So many to, too many to mention. They're all. I feel all right now over. like how both felt when we were talking about furniture. What will they sit on? <laughs> well, they'll sit on chairs or something. They, I don't know. It's not my will department. They sit no, on chairs. No chairs oh. there. Maybe it'll be a stand-up it. event. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know that I yeah, volunteered in order to save on money to sleep in the hotel room corner. So I don't know if I'll have a bed there or not. But I'll be saving on money, so that's sort of the deal. Wait, a hotel room corner? Yeah. Like the I, corner of a room? Like I, I told someone I'd split the fees with them if, you know, they just let me crash in there. But it, like, are you telling people about this because you're like a, you're going to do some kind of presentation there or something? Well, Because right now know. it sounds like it sounds like me saying like, this is tentative, everyone. All right. But I might be going to Ikea this it's, weekend. It I'm not is sure, on but I might. The weekend, it's on June 29th to July 1st. It'll be live stream. Go to nerdtacular.com for details. There you go. Featuring featuring you? I'm per- fairly certain. We just don't okay. have the event no, that's, schedule. That's what I wanted to get to. That's great. Bo, the, you're uh, great. I, I just want to be sure that people are there. You're not just watching someone else do something. You're part of the act. Yes. I'm part yeah, of the act. Well, I'm on core. Of course, I'm part of the action. Okay, okay. well, that's what I didn't well, no, get. You're like, I'm going to an event. It's going to be fun. See you guys later. It's like, okay, have fun. But are you like you're presented? Yeah. That's great. It's a different thing than going. The event to schedule is still being hammered out, so I don't know what. I can't officially say what I am and I'm not doing, and I don't really have an idea. But okay, I have some okay. ideas. So, I've been asked some questions. So basically, you should have told us about this next week. 
Yeah, but you know, I'm excited. I'm really stoked. <laughs> yeah, he's he's excited about it, and like, I mean, who knows? He could have pie on his face afterwards. Like, you know, Scott could say, "Hey, uh, so Bo, we we worked out the final panel here uh, for Core. Uh, we're gonna have a Core room. It's gonna be me and John Jagger on the stage. Um, we need somebody in the back room, sort of <laughs> piping in the sound effects and stuff. No. So we hired someone you. Obviously, to do that. don't listen to Core. I am a key ingredient in this show. Let me tell you. Oh no, I, I'm just trolling you, Bo, which is what I love to do. That's that's my slogan. Well, where can people Crofton follow you Steers. to troll you? Where can, where can people troll you? I'm Crofton Steers. Okay. I started with me. I'm the most uh, important. I have a question, basically. And so, podcast listeners, Crofton has been um, doing the show. There's a mattress in the background and nothing else. And I can't tell if he's sitting up or lying down. And at various points throughout the show, the camera has gotten like two inches from his nose. And he's place. sitting up. When people lie down, their face is flattened yeah, out I a little so. bit. I... You can I, tell. I am, I am sitting up. Uh, on, I'm leaning against a mattress, and this is this is what adult life has done to me. I am podcasting from my '70s show ghetto style basement, so as not to wake my two-year-old daughter who's now sleeping with the door open in my open concept see, see, house. See that? Listen, yeah. These are this is why like, they're craftaholics. Commitment to both family and work. What's not to like? But I, but I, it's funny. I, I bring this back to IKEA. I feel like this could be an IKEA commercial where a Swedish guy would be like, "Tired of sitting in your basement, leaning against a filthy old mattress? Maybe you should go to IKEA and buy some furniture. It would be very nice." <laughs> oh, your basement. I knew something was missing from this show. And you brought you brought the racism into it. It's great. Casual that, racism. Have you ever heard Nike a commercial? It's a guy with a Swedish no. accent. All right, sorry. Do, do, do some more. I want to hear what it sounds like. Did you ever see the one where they had the lamp? It was actually an awesome commercial. No. Can you? There's like first? it's an IKEA commercial where there's like you see this lamp and someone has a lamp in the house and it kind of looks like a cute lamp. And I know that's dumb to anthropomorphize in a lamp, but it looks cute. And then they turn off the light. And then they put the lamp out in a box, and then it starts raining, and the lamp looks all droopy. And you really—it's—it's it's filmed such that you kind of like, oh, that poor lamp. And then—and then the Swedish guy is like, "Are you feeling sorry for the lamp? But why? It is just an inanimate object, and the new one from IKEA is much better." And he shows him turn on the new lamp, and I'm like, "What a great commercial! <laughs> it's actually pretty funny." And like oh, true, because I was like, "Oh, poor lamp!" But it's like it's a lamp, you know. It's like, if you don't like it, well, I changed my verdict. Good. I'm sure um, we ended somewhere in there, Bo. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll, I'll end it on casual racism and we'll just leave that hanging. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.